Hello, and welcome to the Hard Sun Podcast. This is Mike Mazzola, your host. It is April 25th, 2021, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm here in Colorado Springs, Colorado, at my home on the west side of town, looking out. Um, springtime is here, kind of. Uh, the mountains offer uh, crazy weather this time of year, or the front range of, of Colorado. We um, we have barely green grass, a little bit of budding on the trees in comparison to my family in the Midwest and other parts of the country where they're already cutting their grass. Things are in full bloom. We alternate between really warm, beautiful days like today, and then also we still have cold and snow this time of year. It's an interesting time of year. I've been gone a couple of weeks. I've been busy um, traveling a little bit on the weekends, the last two weekends. And also just during the work week, I have a job, I have a career. Um, actually, there's some good, fun stuff that I'm doing in my career. I work for a nonprofit. It's a construction company essentially called Energy Resource Center. We provide free energy efficiency upgrades for low-income families. Helps them save money in their utility bills. It's also environmentalism because we seal up homes and we, we reduce the demand on coal-fired power plants. Um, so collectively each year we save our clients about $300,000 in utility bills. That's through working on about a thousand homes. And, uh, we prevent about 3.4 million pounds of carbon dioxide from entering the atmosphere, um, through the work, um, again, through those same thousand homes. So it's social services and environmentalism running side by side. We just launched a new program called Carbon Cut Colorado. If you look at the website, carboncutco.com, that's something we just launched this week and we're really excited about it. It's going to help us raise money. It's a fundraising tool for our organization. Um, in the news the last couple of weeks, lots of stuff. Everyone listening you know, knows what's going on. We've got vaccines. We've got things, things and stuff, things and stuff. One thing, in case you missed it, I saw it last weekend. It made the news for one day. It made national news. It was on CNN. It was on NBC. It was on Fox News. The Pentagon, the United States Department of Defense, admitted that they, over the last few years, they have been seeing unidentified flying objects. And they publicly admitted that these are unidentified flying objects. And they've, uh, I guess, commissioned a study that will be released in June. And um, uh, who knows what this means? But what's fascinating about it is it's not the top story in the news. <laughs> to me, that is something so incredible that we should be talking about it. We should be investigating. We should be wondering. And we are not talking about it, even though it is making national news. No one is paying attention to it. I mentioned it to a couple of guys at work asking, did you see that over the weekend? They hadn't seen it. And of course, their eyes got really big. Um, it's just kind of incredible that, that that type of news is being released. But yet we are so distracted with everything else that's going on in the world. We're not even noticing it. And that's actually kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, I have been uh, personally kind of alternating between feeling very spiritual 
and then also struggling a bit as a human. So I'm moving in the world one day feeling like I'm stardust, like I am, my soul is alive. I know, I know and I feel that I am so much bigger than my earthly form. And then the next day, I'll be back to being grumpy about whatever it is. And that alternation, I believe, is the human experience. And it's something that, as a whole, this show is about. Um, you know, trying to connect us more to our souls, to our universal place, to the higher power, and making sense of that as we walk on the earth, getting groceries and going to work every day and raising our kids. To start today, I'd like to read the lyrics of a song by Pearl Jam, Unthought Known. I'm incredibly personally inspired by singer-songwriters. Pearl Jam is, is, is among the best, Eddie Vedder. And this song has inspired me for years, and I've been reconnecting with it the last couple of weeks as I've considered this next episode. All the thoughts you never see, you are always thinking. Brain is wide, the brain is deep. Oh, are you sinking? Feel the path of every day, which road you taking? Breathing hard, making hay, yeah, this is living. Look for love in evidence that you're worth keeping. Swallowed whole in negatives, it's so sad and sickening. Feel the air up above, oh pool of blue sky. Fill the air up with love all black with starlight. Feel the sky blanket you with gems and rhinestones. See the path cut by the moon for you to walk on. Nothing left, nothing left, nothing there, nothing here. See the path cut by the moon for you to walk on. See the waves on distant shores awaiting your arrival. Dream the dreams of other men and you'll be no one's rival. Dreams of, dream the dreams of others then, you will be no one's rival. A distant time, a distant space, that's where we're living. A distant time, a distant place, so what you given, what you given. If you've listened to this show, I believe this is the seventh episode I've done. It's about bewilderment and awe and incredible spiritual experiences, messages from the other side, God, the universe, the great unknown, the great white light, the great known. Experiences that are so powerful, they've personally brought me to my knees and changed my life over the last couple of years. The show, as we progress, I will be interviewing many different people who have had similar experiences with the goal of collecting these stories to inspire others, for others that have, had, that have these experiences that are maybe a little shy about talking about them, to maybe talk publicly, and for all of us to learn from them, to ask more questions and to learn, and to think about what we are outside of our everyday humanness. That everyday humanness is what I want to talk about today. 
as I mentioned, I've been kind of alternating between tremendous spirituality and feeling a little rough the last few weeks. An example is I, I went uh, to the western slope of Colorado, to the desert, the high desert, Grand Junction, Fruta area, going, if, if people are familiar listening, out toward uh, Moab, you know, far western Colorado, eastern Utah. It's spectacular this time of year. It's a very spiritual and soulful place. Springtime, the highs are maybe in the 70s, warm and dry. And then it gets really cool at night. Over the last many years, I've lived in Colorado for 20 years. Over the last 15 years, I've taken many trips to the desert in the springtime. And maybe it's it's my favorite thing to do. The high peaks we have here in Colorado are amazing. And the desert is, is equally amazing. And so while I was gone, I was by myself, feeling very spiritual, hiking in Colorado National Monument outside of Grand Junction. I did a good day hike on a trail. I saw just a few people all day and it was spectacular and I felt spectacular. I felt connected to the earth. I felt connected to the universe. I thought about our ancestors prior to us, the native Native Americans that were here prior to European settlers. I was connecting with them. My feet were on the ground. I felt alive. I felt engaged. And I came home for the, for the week, the early work week, and, and that continued. Monday and Tuesday of that week, I felt incredible. After work, I was going for runs uh, at a nearby track. I've been kind of practicing. Uh, I'm training for some, for, some, for some running events this summer. And listening to good music and feeling so incredible. Better, more whole and better than, than I ever have. The spirituality I've been cultivating the last couple of years just continues to grow. It's almost like this, this bliss that I, I just can, I, I, I can barely describe. I try to describe it here on this show, but it's, it's difficult. It's a wholeness, a wholeness, peacefulness, blissfulness. And so the middle of that week, this was two weeks ago now, the middle of that week, a couple of nights in a row, I didn't sleep so well. And then all of a sudden I found myself grumpy, just very humanist grumpy, nothing terrible, just kind of off and incredibly disappointed that I lost my bliss. And, um, you know, and, and, and I, and I know this, I'm mature enough to know this. We're human, you know, things happen. We kind of, we're, 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 we're working through this every day, all day. Um, but I felt, I felt just kind of disappointed. Like I'd felt so good for a few days and then to, for no reason at all, just get back to my human form of feeling a little rough. Nothing was really going on with work that was too upsetting. Nothing was going on personally that was too upsetting. It's just the ebbs of flow of our deep spiritual self and our earthly form. And I've been acutely aware. So that's, that's my own personal experience. I've been very aware the last couple of weeks. The more I bump into to people, to colleagues, coworkers, friends, People are 
suffering. People are hurting. We've been in the middle of this pandemic the last year. Uh, we, had, we had terrible politics late last year, throughout last year. Things to be seem to be calming down a little bit with that now. But the, the pandemic, I feel like, is, is causing a lot of strain on a lot of people. Kind of a collective mental health issue. And just to give a few examples, I met with a friend, kind of a colleague slash friend, and this person expressed that they were so stressed and their, their life had been ups, up, up, upset by COVID. Um, their business had been upset. They were a business owner. They, they were so stressed that they could, they, if they have any free time at all to think that they just scroll through their phone and look at social media or look at something because they can't even face how and how much pain they're in. How awful is that? And how detached is that from our, our own souls and our own realization that we are stardust? It's really, really painful to experience. I have three or four more stories like that of people that are close to me that are, have expressed that they're struggling and really, you know, these, these people are, you know, successful business people, they're executives in the nonprofit and the for-profit world. And I, they, they expressed that it's just been in a, a year, an entire year of this, this pandemic, the state of the world, their jobs are already stressful prior to that. And you overlay this day after day, and people are really suffering. And so with my, with experiencing this and seeing this in others, and then my own experience of actually feeling pretty good in the world, but then being down in the dumps sometimes to normal everyday stuff, I'm just wondering, how do we raise our frequency? It's like we're all asleep. We're detached from our souls. We're thinking too much. We think and we think and we think. It's really unsettling. How do we, how do we get there? How do we experience our humanness and also raise ourselves to the highest level of knowing and understanding? I saw a quote recently from a native, the Native American prophet Black Elk. Peace will come to the hearts of men when they realize their oneness with the universe. It is everywhere. So I ran into this, this, this writing in, that I want to read here right now. It came from uh, uh, the, the, the poet, uh, Alexis Pauline Gums, and I found it in the Sierra Club's monthly magazine called Sierra. I just happened to see this on the, the desk of a coworker or something. I don't know where I picked it up, but it's not something I subscribed to. I just picked it up and flipped through, and on the back page, the last words, she wrote this. And I want to kind of preface this saying, 
she's talking, she's writing this uh, in relationship to environmentalism. Again, this is from the Sierra Club. And she weaves in and out of a universal thought and then also humanness, like we're talking about here today. Like, how do we, how do we be enlightened beings on this earth, given all that is going on? It's really, she talks about her parents' divorce here. She talks about, you know, a few things kind of blending spirituality with the spirituality and the unknown with just being a human. It's a little wordy here. Not sure how it's going to come across here in the show, but I want to just read it. If I could look a thousand light years up, I would see a red stretch of outer space called NGC 1499 or the California Nebula. It's spread across a hundred light years, or as Sky Guide says, the length of five full moons. The long wavelengths of red are hard to see. The nebula has such low surface brightness. Several amateur astrophotographers have taken pictures of this nebula from their backyards. You need a long exposure to hold it, that emission nebula, evidence of ionized gas from a nearby hot and uncontainable star. They say it looks like the state of California, and as it moves through the spiral arm of the Milky Way, it lines up with the state at its zenith. In the week that I am writing this, California has announced that it is phasing out all new cars powered by gasoline in 2035. This is the state's boldest belated response to the problem of emissions. Not the natural emissions of a star being a star, but the toxic emissions of our species burning up fossil fuels to move through lateral space. By the time you read this, that news will be old. The California Nebula is 1,000 light years away, which means even if I could see it, I, it, I would be late vaguely observing what the emissions from the bright star Z per, per C looked like a thousand years ago. Is it still as bright or as dull? What is it emitting today? I will not live to know. So then, why do I look up? Because I crave a longer perspective. Looking up, allowing myself to perceive or imagine light reflected to me from a thousand light years away makes me feel both small and expansive. I got to interrupt for a second and reread that. Looking up, allowing myself to perceive or imagine light reflected to me from a thousand light years away makes me feel both small and expansive. And while movies set in space and private shuttles to other planets seem to be fueled by futurism, I would say that they are just as obsessed with the past. They are backward facing. When I look into the stars, I am looking into a past long before my lifetime. And I wonder if the desire for a private ticket to Mars is not a futurist, is not futuristic at all, but actually nostalgic for a landscape as yet unspoiled by human messiness for a childhood when so much more felt possible. This morning, I was thinking about my parents' divorce. At the beginning of the end of their marriage, they took a trip to California, San Francisco. San Francisco, California, sorry. My mother remembers the fog, that it was colder, wetter than she had imagined. They could almost never see the sky, but my mother also remembers when she finally saw my father 
really saw him beyond the fairy tale story of romance and marriage she had projected onto him since they met. And she was finally ready to honor what she saw, but it was too late. Like so many stars, by the time she could really see him, he was gone. My parents stayed close friends and loving co-parents until my father passed away four years ago from prostate cancer, also detected too late. And I feel that it is only now that I am truly seeing him, beyond what I had projected about safety and home and superheroes. How much sooner would have been soon enough to see what is not bright at the surface, but is diffuse and spread across the century? The possibility of love right where we are, five full moons sooner. What would it take to see the planet we are on beyond our own mythology of need? Or maybe more important, a hundred years from now, 1,000 light years from now. What will they say about what we emitted, our nebulous state of ionization? How diffuse and how perceptible, how red? What a beautiful piece by Alexis. We are this pale blue dot, this star, floating around in the universe. It's so vast and so large. And yet we're here on earth suffering. We're caught in our own heads. We think too much. Technology is, is making it worse. Our heads are filled with, with information. And the more we fill our heads with information, the more detached we can be become from reality in our own souls. I have a, 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 per, a someone that I care about that I, I told, I, I was explaining this podcast to them. They listened to a couple of episodes. And this person is uh, religious, spiritual, but very practical and not a person you would think that would that would respond in the way that they did. But they listened to a couple of episodes and listened to me explain it. And then they gave me, I told them about my experiences, a radio turning on spontaneously, messages from the other side. Kind of thinking when I was telling this person that I, that I would, they may not receive it well. And they instantly, they first got very quiet and then said, I've had experiences like that and went on to tell me a couple of things that have happened in their life that were so powerful and so amazing, so unexplainable and so true. I was the first person this person had ever told this to. And there's this person 75 years old. These things happened 25, 30 years ago. This stuff is happening all day, every day. And we're battling. We are battling the, the earthly forces, and it's a battle for our own souls, it feels like. A couple of music lyrics I have here, um, favorite songs that I listen to, Planets by the Infamous String Dusters. This is actually my favorite band. I've quoted them in previous episode. In their song, Planets, they say, all the spaces in between what we say and what we think we mean. Will we ever be as one or just planets circling the sun? 
How beautiful, what a line. What we say and what we think we mean. That's us suffering and talking here on earth and being detached from our own souls. Another song, Thirsty in the Rain by Peter Rowan. There's an eagle and he keeps on flying over the mountains capped in white snow. In green valleys, lonesome people trying so hard to tell each other what they think they know. With greedy hands, they take each other's money just to buy back this helpless place. In this land of flowing milk and honey, we wander thirsty in the rain. Again, incredible quotes. In green valleys, lonesome people trying so hard to tell each other what they think they know. Oh my gosh. Just like Alexa says, we have to look up. She says, so then why do I look up? Because I crave a longer perspective. Looking up, allowing myself to perceive or imagine light reflected to me from a thousand light years away makes me feel both small and expansive. Man, it seems like we need to have deep compassion and love for ourselves and for everyone around us. Every day, all day, pre-pandemic, current state of pandemic, every day on this earth. So I want to maybe, you know, take a little liberty and interpret the song, the, the song that I read, the lyrics that I read to start the show, Unthought Known by Pearl Jam. Again, I'm taking my own liberty here. I have nothing but love for the author, the band, Eddie Vedder. Um, this song is so powerful. And, and to, lay this, to lay this out, you know, it's, I'm not sure how it will, it will be, you know, uh, communicated across this medium. But this is... This song to me is what we're talking about today. It's, it's our humanness and our spirituality, our humanness and our souls, our earthly form and this greater being that exists, smashing into each other at all times. It's the overthinking. It's the problem that we have in the world today. So the song starts, all the thoughts you never see, you are always thinking, Brain is wide and brain is deep, or are you sinking? Which road are you taking? Breathing hard, making hay. Yeah, this is living. He's being sarcastic when he's saying, yeah, this is living, right? Like, it's kind of how we're raised. It's how we're trained. Work hard, have a career, make money, raise our families. But there's something missing as we're doing that, if we're detached from our souls. The next part, again, more, more tongue-in-cheek. Look for debt love and evidence that you're worth keeping. Swallowed whole in negatives, it's so sad and sickening. That's what a lot of us struggle with, right? Fill the air up above, O pool of blue sky. Fill the air up with love, all black with starlight. It's a, it's a glimpse as we're looking down and having a hard time with ourselves, it's like we can look up. 
And then he says, feel the sky blanket you with gems and rhinestones. See the path cut by the moon for you to walk on. It's beautiful. We need to stop looking down and beating ourselves up and look up. Look up and wonder. Look up and reattach to our hearts and souls. The song finishes, see the path cut by the moon for you to walk on. See the waves over distant shores awaiting your arrival. How beautiful. How beautiful. Dream the dreams of other men. You'll be no one's rival. Dream the dreams of others then. You'll be no one's rival. Again, that's that's a connection to if we're if we're just observing others and what they do, like seeing someone to say, oh, well, that person's successful. I'm going to successful, meaning, you know, they make a lot of money and have a big house and fancy cars. I'm going to do that. We're not following our own souls. The last part of the song to me is just it's incredible. A distant time, a distant space. That's where we're living. A distant time, a distant place. So what are you giving? What are you giving? This ties to Alexis and what she said. A distant time and a distant space. That's where we're living. That gives me goosebumps to say. And the last two lines, so what are you giving? What are you giving? To me, that is our earthly form. And it's saying, while we're here on this earth, while we're here on this earth, it's our job to give, our job to live. Thank you for listening today. I want to close just with a couple of quotes, a couple of thoughts. Um, one, one question as we move forward with the show, interviewing people, listening to their experiences, their out-of-body experiences maybe, their, uh, their, their, their universal spiritual experiences, messages from the other side. I, I, when I ask, when I do the show, I'll, I'll, you know, I ask the guests, you know, a series of questions. Who are you? You know, what do you do for a living? And then who are you spiritually? Tell us about your experiences. What do these experiences mean to you? And the question I've been pondering personally lately is, we're always asked what happens, what happens when we die, right? What happens when we die? And we have varying beliefs. Um, those of us on the globe, on the planet, whatever religion, whatever background we have, we have varying beliefs. But I think a common one is our souls go on. You know, it might be reincarnation. It might be going to heaven. But our souls go on. There's a common belief there. And I think I think it's great. It's it's wonderful. It's what it's it's true, right? It's what it's what happens. But I, I, my my concern with just that is that we have to just be good and be humans on this planet. And then when we die, then our souls go on and we go to heaven. 
I think a better question is, what happens while we're on this earth, while we're living our human lives? If we're lucky enough to live 80 years, say, what is happening every moment? Not just drawing a line in the sand saying when we pass, then the spirituality comes because it's happening every second, every moment of every day for all 7 billion of us sharing this earth. So a couple of quotes here. One, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm terrible at, you know, reading this name. Um, he's an, an Indian guru. Nisargadatta. Madara, that was my best. Wisdom is knowing that I am nothing. Love is knowing that I am everything. And between the two, my life moves. I personally like to call that the space between, where the spiritual world and the physical world meet. Here's another quote by Ram Das. I was no longer needing to be special because I was no longer so caught up in my puny separateness that had to keep proving I was something. I was part of the universe, like a tree is, like grass is, or like water is. So profound, so beautiful. Thank you again for listening today. The website is hardsunpodcast.com. Check out our contact page. Please reach out if you have anything to say, if you have any stories to tell, any feedback. Appreciate it. I'm sitting here in an urban setting on the west side of Colorado Springs with the dog barking next door and motorcycles going by. It's a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood. Not sure if that stuff will come through to you, um, but thank you so much. Thank you to those that have been listening to this show. We have really big plans, honestly. We want to grow, reach a bigger audience. We're so excited to continue moving forward. Thank you again.